a lot of y'all asked, how can you help support the Backyard Gardens podcast? Well, we have been busy and we have created a t-shirt line just for the gardener. To visit our shop, go to the link in the show notes and check out the t-shirts and other goodies we have. Now, these are super special t-shirts designed just for the gardener. So enjoy. Thank you for supporting the Backyard Gardens podcast. And we'll see you guys after the harvest. If there was one thing that I could say makes my garden more successful and productive, it would be interplanting. Right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast, mini sued. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening as we learn to grow and grow for change. All right, it's time for the Backyard Gardens podcast fall seed giveaway. To enter, go to BackyardGardensTV.com, enter your email address, and be sure to do that before August the 1st, 2021, when the giveaway closes. Good luck. That was a safe intro, I think, Batavia. Yeah, we we definitely played it safe there. Because there are a lot of adjectives we could have folded in there. Yes, there are. <laughs> to yes, describe there are. that feeling, yeah. So, interplanting. Do you think this is complicated? Um, uh, more complicated than I really want my garden to be, but I am doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, l- let me, let me unpack that statement. It's more complicated than you want it to be. So you're doing it. So you're complicating your garden for fun. I'm complicating my garden because it's the right thing to do. There, okay. No, no, no. A better way of saying that I'm interplanting because it's the right thing to do. And I'm trying to um, convince myself that it's not as complicated. But okay. it definitely is. Solid, solid. <laughs> so um, what are you interplanting? Well, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Let's yeah. say what, what interplanting. is interplanting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's just skip the definition of it. Oh. Huh. So basically, interplanting is. I don't have the actual definition in front of me, but it's like in this time of year, what it is is you have a spring crop growing, and then you would come back behind and you would seed maybe a summer crop in between. So when the spring crop is done, the summer crop can shoot up and take its place. Mm-hmm. You know, so practice of planting a fast growing crop between a slower growing one to make the okay. most of your garden space. That's someone's definition on the Damn, interweb. I overcomplicated that shit, but that's okay. No, but I mean, it's all it's, they both mean the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So you used a practical example, absolutely. Yeah. So I, uh, for instance, I'm gonna go ahead and just take the first one if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. My sweet potato bed, I went through and I planted radishes all through my sweet potato bed because that is a, mm-hmm. a known fast growing crop. Now, is it seed to harvest in 21 days as advertised? Hell no, it is not. <laughs> Can I get a hell no from the crowd? <laughs> so, but it is a fast harvesting crop, generally mm-hmm. speaking. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, so I did um, kind of a, a mock version or a hack version of it. I planted my lettuce in a space in front of the space I was going to use to plant my tomatoes, right? These are definitely two different season crops. And while lettuce isn't generally fast, I know that the lettuce will finish before my tomatoes get of notable height. Yes. And the other thing, too, with that is even though the lettuce isn't fast, it doesn't fruit. So you're only harvesting leaves. So if yep. you do have to say, you know what, screw it and cut it, you've you can harvest everything that you cut. Absolutely. So that's another way of looking at it. Because we're on the radish train, uh, I'm going to add it hasn't germinated yet, but I did sow radish seeds in my brand new sunflower bed. Oh shit, that's yeah, nice. that's sexy, isn't it? That does. I also sowed some dill seeds there too, and I say that because again, we'll see what germinates. Right. So, and you can also use this to your advantage. So some things will shade others. Mm-hmm. in the heat so for instance in my tomato bed right now i have kohlrabi planted underneath the canopy mm-hmm. and i will admit that it is starting to get a little overcrowded but if i lose six kohlrabi so i can get 50 pounds of tomatoes i'm good you know what i mean yeah, i'm not gonna yeah. fret but it's there i have gotten a couple kohlrabis out of there i'm waiting on the rest to happen you just have to be very careful so for instance um well, hold on. So the tomatoes will shade the kohlrabi because the kohlrabi likes it cool. So it'll keep mm-hmm, it cooler. Mm-hmm. Now, it won't keep it cool, but cooler than outside, like in the sun. But it's causing a problem. It's, yeah. So the complicated piece of it is the growth rate for me, in my mind, the growth rate of that tomato plant and compared to that kohlrabi. So if the goal is for it to shade, is that kohlrabi going to run its course before those tomatoes get height, you know, or the reverse of it is, will those tomatoes get big and bushy and tall and completely shade out the kohlrabi? So, well, so in my instance, my tomatoes are now seven feet tall. Get out. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm about to top them. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like any day now I'm going to go top them, mm-hmm. but the kohlrabi underneath is completely shaded mm-hmm. and it's finishing up at this point as what I'm going to consider finishing up. But what it's doing is it's creating congestion underneath. So it's not getting that appropriate airflow. Mm-hmm. And that is an issue. That is yeah. a really bad issue because then what you have is you have something that you've interplanted to get more out of your garden and then you put the rest of it at risk. So you need to be yeah. prepared to be like, cut it out. I'm getting it out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. This kohlrabi is done. This interplanting in this area is a failure mm-hmm. and I'm moving on. So that's something that we need to be prepared to do. Yeah. I'm also interplanting. And then again, I'm pushing the edge on some lettuce. I uh, put some lettuce in a couple of spots where I have cabbage that's just starting to form a head. While this cabbage, I don't think it's heat tolerant. Haha. Um, it, I believe it's going to come to at least harvestable, you know, baby leaves or something before it gets too hot and bolt. Be sure to check out that last episode. Mini so we did on bolting. Um, but I'm plugging it in. I'm also tucking in some smaller brassicas in the space. Again, not technically fast growing but i'm gonna swap those in because i know i'm gonna be pulling the larger plants out pretty soon so yeah and you know i'm gonna 
dovetail right from the last episode as well. In my sweet potato bed where my radishes are, I also have mm. my Butter King heat not tolerant lettuce, even though it's advertised as heat tolerant. <laughs> it's in there and I'm letting it go to seed in the bed with the sweet potatoes because the sweet potatoes take time for the vines to come up. And while it's mm-hmm. there, it's just bare ground. Yeah. So yeah. it's mm-hmm. like, use it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this thing's going to go straight up. And I can stake it if I have to, you know, to yeah. keep it from falling over on the potatoes. But it's just like it's more opportunity for me to get more out of my garden. And quite honestly, like once it goes to seed, like I don't have to mess with it anymore. Yeah. So that's even better. So that's technically interplanting as well. Um, you know, not to be confused with succession sowing. So correct. Which you mean. I- there's a part of that you can do both at the same time. Part of the complicated piece for me is um, time for those two plants. Let's just call them two plants. You know, one that's planted and another one that I'm interplanting. And um, size of root, root ball size. So things like lettuce, uh, sometimes they can have really shallow, shallow roots. Sometimes they can have really big roots. So a tip that I'll give is... Be careful if you're pulling out that older plant, right? You know, in some cases you may just want to cut it down to the soil level because you don't want to pull out one plant and disturb another one that you recently planted. And recent can be 30 days ago, 60 days ago, whatever yeah. have you. So. I never thought about that because I always just cut mine and leave the roots. Mm-hmm. And I never cut and leave the roots. Really? No, yeah, I just no. I've always done it just to kind of, well, I kind of go back and forth, but to help you know, kind of give back to the soil and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, shit, I still got an okra stump in my damn garden that I've been planting around. <laughs> huge, huge. Uh, yeah, roots. I got to get that thing out of there. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's and so, for instance, as well, like underneath my snow peas, I planted my um, black eyed peas. So and I left my snow peas up. So I put mm-hmm, them in the ground, mm-hmm. planted them, and I'm continuing to harvest, 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 harvest. Mm-hmm. You know, four days later, they pop up, I'm still harvesting my snow peas, still harvesting my mm-hmm. snow peas. You know, and then once they start to get, you know, they pop up and they look like they're getting strong, I start cutting them away, you know. And that, so therefore, like, instead of pulling it out, and I did this, I just did a whole YouTube video about interplanting and said the same thing, but instead of pulling it out and then taking it away, you know, putting the seed in, waiting for the seed to go. And then the seed's going to take, I mean, let's say cow peas, you get what, 40 to 50 days before you get, I'm just, I'm guessing here, um, before you get a harvest, right? We'll say 50 days on the short end. Now take two weeks from that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the season in two weeks, how much are you going to get off of something like green beans or something like that in this case? You get a lot in two mm-hmm, weeks. Mm-hmm. So that's allowing me to get more out of my garden. And I think, you know, we did, we looked at it last year and I think I got in two weeks, four quarts of green beans out because oh, yeah. I, you know, at the end of I mean, the that's season. that's a real good definition of a fast growing crop too. Yeah. Um, so well, green it's a fast grown, but it ain't a fast producing at first. Now, once it produces, <laughs> it's fast. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just kind of one of those things where you're just at, you're just giving it more time. Because I mean, we, you know, our growing season is precious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we got to make the best out of our time. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing with um, my peas, and I'm interplanting some cucumbers um, because of the timing. 
Um, the peas have been slower. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hold on. The peas have been slower. I know the cucumbers are going to be pretty fast now that it's gotten warm. And I know that the days are numbered for the peas as well. So, um, so yeah, I actually, for me, I'm not doing it in every bed. So what is it? 928 garden beds. I'm not doing interplanting in all of them, but I am very intentional about interplanting this year in a couple um, so I'm minimizing the complexity. <laughs> I'm interplanting in every single one of my beds. Oh, good on you. Yeah. Well, you know, no. Yes, I am. Okay. Yes, I am. I was like, damn, I think I missed a spot. I need to get out there and get to it. But mm-hmm. yeah, so it's, you know, it's something that I practice and it is a gamble and it is hard to, it it's, can be hard to time out, but you know, you're not going to know how to do it unless you try it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's the key. Now, before we close out, Batavia, give me two that you would interplant, two crops that you would interplant. Um, I interplanted broccoli and rutabagas. Okay. And what else? Give me another one. Oh, two. Okay. So two more. Um, two sets. Oh, cabbage and parsnips. Nice. So mine is cabbage and squash. So mm-hmm. as my cabbage mm-hmm. finished up, my squash is coming up behind it. And I mean, hell, we've given you a bunch already, but I would say, um, shit, I used all mine. Uh, Brussels sprouts and carrots. Ah, okay. Nice. So, yeah. Brussels sprouts and carrots. So that's it. Everybody, you know about interplanting. Now you have no excuse to get more out of your garden this year. It is summer. It is time. So Get out there and interplant something, please. And until next time. Do it now. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time. See ya. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you want to see what we're up to or just stay up to date on all the announcements regarding the show or anything gardening, then you can follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. We love seeing what you guys are doing. So use hashtag BYG podcast in your posts and we'll be sharing your gardens with the Backyard Gardens community. And check us out on YouTube at Backyard Gardens where we will post this show, all of our other shows, clips, and then also some gardening tips and just gardening entertainment. And you can see us at our website at BackyardGardensTV.com. But that's it for today's show. So help us as we learn to grow and grow for change. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. We'll call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.